so glad that you would take time out of your busy study schedule to to speak with me. Listen, I needed it. I needed it at this point. So I'm looking forward <laughs> to this conversation. Um, yeah. Well, good. We're here, and um, it's another day. It's a Saturday. I'm talking to an NYU graduate student, and I'm just excited yes. to be here. <laughs> you're, you're excited to be here. Okay. I'm excited cool. to be here. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, um, yeah, there was, was definitely some good news. In uh, the early part of the week, that I got accepted mm-hmm. into NYU, so that's amazing. <laughs> that kind of helped my week. So yeah, because you had a lot to um, unpack this week, and um, <laughs> yes. so yes. I've been enjoying seeing all of your posts uh, mm-hmm. where you've just been blessing the people like for the whole week. It's it's like you had. A, Continual, but I felt like you were like God. Just with like continual blessings in your hand that you wanted to hand out every day of the week, just to let people know that you still had something left. You know, just Facebook inspires a lot of uh, commentary for me because of the, uh, I guess I could say ignorance mm-hmm. um, that I see on the timeline. So, you know, I just decided to, you know, you know, drop some nuggets, you know, pretty much every day to, you know, let the people know that I am watching. I'm seeing what you post. And I think that we all <laughs> y'all have work y'all have to do. Um, and I'm just trying to I'm just trying to keep y'all accountable because it's, it's been reckless this week. But, you know, that's how it goes on Facebook. So absolutely. Um and pick it up from last week, we were, um, <laughs> the last part of our conversation was basically the, the, the Oscars better not screw up, uh, <laughs> and give Moonlight its things. And they did, kinda. <laughs> kinda, yeah. They kinda gave it its thing, so, um, uh, I'm gonna let you steer, and I want you to tell me, um... You know, just how the grand, the Grammys, Lord, how the Oscars turned out, and you know what were your thoughts on it, and um, in particular that amazing ending that I fell asleep mm-hmm. on, that I woke up to, and the chaos that ensued afterwards. So, oh, you, oh, you didn't watch it live? I didn't watch it live. I fell asleep, oh, <laughs> and then man. I woke up at like three o'clock man. in the morning, and. Oh. I saw all this foolishness. Listen, oh my God, it was okay. So, 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 starting off, mm-hmm. the Oscars. I thought it was. I thought it was decent. Um, definitely some great moments, like um, when the Hidden Figures cast um, Taraji, Octavia, and Janelle. They brought out uh, Katherine Johnson, the real life Hidden yeah. Figure. Yeah. Um, and that was an amazing moment of black history. I, I thought that was a beautiful touch. Yes. Um, and then, of course, you had Viola Davis win. You had Mahershal win. It was a lot of first wins and a lot of history being made, you know, with Mahershala, with the um, first African-American Muslim to win an Oscar. So that was amazing. They gave amazing speeches. 
And then, you know, you had like some really um, mm -hmm. cringeworthy moments, like, you know, when Denzel lost, uh, to, and which was a, such a surprise because I did not think that he would lose to Casey Affleck, which, I mean, they were kind of setting him up to win Casey, mm -hmm. but of course he had all the sexual um, uh, harassment allegations, so I didn't think that they would go uh, on that route, especially seeing as how they, you know, um, talked about Nate Parker, right. I think, like, almost a year ago. Well, no, like a few months. Anyway, um, so that was definitely cringeworthy, and it showed in his speech <laughs> that he was not supposed to win. Um, <laughs> and then, you know... It, that was so shady you, of you. Go you ahead. Cannot, <laughs> you, you cannot get through the awards show without Jimmy Kimmel being a complete cringeworthy asshole. Um, I, I re there's just some, like, the microaggressions that he was, especially, I know that he had, like, this relationship with Mahershala's name. Of course, when he went on, uh, Mahershala went on his show, like, a few months back, he talked about, you know, his name being, um, like, 13 letters long or something, Mahershala Hashbaz. Hashbaz, something like that. Yeah, yeah, somewhere around that. But of course, you know, Jimmy Kimmel's whiteness had to peak at that moment. And you know, oh, that's such a weird name. Like, Jimmy Kimmel doesn't sound like dog treats or something. So, like, I'm confused. <laughs> so, you know, of course, he had to bring that back up, at, like, right after his historic win. Of course, he had to ask Mahershala, um, what did he name his daughter? Because, of course, he had jokes about that lined up. Mm -hmm. So when it was kind of sort of Eurocentric, he was like, I approve. And I was like, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm trying not to cuss. But I, it's like, a free form. I, just just I, do what I, you need to do. Absolutely. But, you know, <laughs> um, but it, it was it was really cringeworthy. And I, I'm glad that Twitter I was on Twitter for the night. So I'm really glad that Twitter was behind me in all of my commentary mm -hmm. because I didn't really enjoy him as much. But. You know, you know, such as life. You know, Kimmel, Kimmel strikes me as that he's that white guy that you really want to like, um, but he's so problematic, you know, and yes. if you're not careful, you know, he'll, he'll say something stupid and just piss you off, you know what I'm saying? And, or right. he'll do something that is, that is this nice sort of kind of racism that, you know, isn't really overt, but it, it's kind of it's kind of implied. But because he put a joke on it, um, you know, it goes over with a lot of his audiences. So, I I have this love hate relationship with Kimball. Like sometimes I look at him and I just say, "Oh, this is hilarious," or, and then sometimes I'm like, mm, "Like, bro, you're real problematic yeah. right now." So, like, just stop talking. Exactly. Yeah, he's one of those people, and I actually saw this on um, Twitter. Um, from a comedian, like a young comedian, and he was like, you know, this idea that political correctness kills the joke is totally outdated, and it says more about the comedian than the audience. Um, he's like inept to make a joke um, that doesn't offend people, and because he's a white male, he has kind of sort of that privilege to, you know, tell all these jokes concerning other people without it seeming like a big mm -hmm. joke or like seeming like a problematic thing, but it absolutely mm -hmm. is. So like at, at a certain point, no, we don't, I don't want my name to be your next joke. Like I obviously know I'm Muslim. 
Like, I don't need you, you know, mispronouncing my name on purpose. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'm clearly famous. Like, I'm a Herschel Ali. You know who I am. So there's no reason why you should be, you know, like, I, don't, I just don't know. I, I don't really, I didn't see his, you know, appeal for the night. But, I mean, <sighs> You know, he was, he, I guess he was all right, but, um, yeah, so that's pretty much where I am with that. And of course, the big surprise at the end, uh-huh. um, was <sighs> it was, <laughs> you know, looking back on it, I'm glad that all the think pieces from people of color, especially, um, I shared this on my timeline, my Facebook timeline, um from Cosmopolitan, it talked about how even though the La La Land producer is quote unquote, you know, had so much grace, um, the botched moment, it was it was still botched and it's something that needs to be acknowledged and talked about um, in a way. So- Well, can you um, tell the yeah, people what, can sort of, you just tell the people what, what happened? Yeah, <laughs> those that may not yeah, have watched so, it. Yeah, for those who did not watch the telecast and who hadn't like who hadn't been on <laughs> social media for the past week, um, so when the best picture it was time to uh, announce the best picture, and um, I wish I knew their name, but they're like two old white two old white people. Actors, um, I'm guessing. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. I'm guessing you would know. I, I think you're trying to call me old, <laughs> and. <laughs> Um, no shame. I, I, I wish I could remember them, their names right off, but I know that they played Bonnie and Clyde um, in the original Bonnie and Clyde, and it was like their time. It was like 50 years since the first Bonnie and Clyde, so mm. like that's why they were chosen to present. Mm. Okay. <laughs> well, either way, they presented the best picture to... Um, La La Land. So after, well, at first the 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 white male that was trying trying to Warren Beatty confused. He looked Warren Beatty. There it is. He looked confused as if there was a problem with whatever that was on the paper. But of course, the audience took it as like, haha, you trying to make this whole a big moment. Like, could you please hurry up? Because it was funny, but not really. So just go ahead and hurry up with, with this. Mm-hmm. So he let the um, other lady, and I wish I knew her name, but Faye Dunaway. Um, Faye Dunaway, you must be. I am. I'm fact checking you like I do Trump. Look at there. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Very Uh nice. Very responsible. Um. So yeah. So he let her announce, and I'm guessing on the card it said Emma Stone because she won the Oscar like right before they announced the best picture. So she took Emma Stone. (laughs) Now you're presenting best picture, but you see, you clearly see an actress name Mm -hmm. on the paper that you have. And instead of questioning it, you associate Emma Stone to La La Land and call La La Land up. Mm -hmm. So of course they won and Twitter was like, here we go again. You know, we've had this whole situation with, you know, Trump winning against Hillary. We had this whole situation with Adele winning against uh, Beyonce. And so he was like, you know, this is this is the perfect way to end off black history. Just one more thing. Of course. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Have a, you know, 
film like La La Land win against uh, Moonlight. So they went up and, you know, upset, of course, said their speeches. And then it got to um, a certain producer. And at that point, they knew that something was wrong and they knew they had lost. But this white male, <laughs> of mm-hmm. course, went up and talked, you know, he gave his whole speech, thanked his wife, thanked his kids or whatever. And um, he said, oh, by the way, we lost, which was definitely a problem with me. And I guess we'll talk about that later on. Can we pause but, right there? Um, because. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that was the one, the producer that got up there and thanked his his blonde haired, blue eyed, yes, <laughs> blue eyed yes. wife. Oh my god! And I rolled Bruh. my damn eyes so <laughs> hard because like, it was so passive aggressive in its attempt to kind of thwart blackness. Like this is what I thought, and maybe I'm, I'm and maybe I'm looking too deep into it. But it just seemed very, very, very passive aggressive. Like, well, people have been talking about their loving their black skin, so I'm going to show you I love my white skin, and I love exactly. my white wife and her blonde hair. Mm-hmm. That bothered me. But sorry, go ahead. Your white wife sit in the loser <laughs> section because you're anyway. Um, yeah, he blew me with that. I was like, wow, okay, so just peak whiteness. Anyway. Um, but the ancestors came right. Didn't they? <laughs> Sad. <laughs> nope. Um, and in the end, they were like, you know, there's something that happened, and Moonlight actually won. So the person who told Moonlight, you know, to come on stage with such quote unquote grace, which was actually not really graceful, it was very. Uh, it was very rough. Anyway. And- <laughs> it was very. When he rough, snatched like- that car out of Warren Bates' hair, like, <laughs> like look, like- hoes, it's on the car. I was like. Exactly. Oh my God. <laughs> so, like, but but of course, um, you know how mainstream oh, yeah. he is now. He is the hero of the whole Oscars thing, and that's why, as soon as it was announced, I I literally said every cuss word in the book because I was like, "Is that that is not funny. right?" I did I didn't find that to be funny in the way that they were playing it off as if it were funny. Uh-huh. And of course, bring in Jimmy Kimmel's problematic ass back into this whole situation. <laughs> he tried to, you know, play it down by suggesting that they keep the award anyway, which, of course, that would be your suggestion. Right. Anyway, um, so that whole moment was it was it was great. I was excited because I was like, yes, Moonlight actually won. But at the same time, I knew that I knew instantly that it would be overshadowed by. Um, the producer and his attempt to be the savior uh-huh. that, oh, I didn't win. Um, so I'm going to do the right thing and tell the people who did win to come on stage. And I knew that would be taken as if they deserve to right. win. La La Land deserved to win. But he saw the lowly black people. And, you, know, <laughs> that, you know, because, of course, that's where that's where we go with these whole situations, which is what happened with Adele and Beyonce, which is why, you know, Adele is the unsung uh-huh. hero of the Grammys, but it's, it took me a minute to like actually be excited because I had to work through so much like <laughs> anger mm-hmm. that, you know, because of white people's yes, incompetence, <laughs> uh, this excellent film has to be shortchanged. The whole moment is botched. They can't say what they want to say. They, and it's, it's very important because this is the first 
film, um, LGBTQ film to win Best Picture. And it is also the first film to win Best Picture with an all-black cast. So you have all this history and it's being kind of shadowed and shortchanged by this mess up. So after I worked through all of that, I was like, you know what? It's great. They won. I'm excited. You know, so yeah, that's pretty much my experience with the Oscars for this year. But, you know. Yeah, I had a problem with the whole, oh, he's so gracious that he's going to give up an award that's not actually his. Um, exactly. To Moonlight. And then it's like, they say, first of all, they stayed up there too long because, like, y'all lost. Absolutely too and long. And y'all just stayed up there, like, we just oh. gonna stay up here because we won't. <laughs> we're going to let everybody <laughs> exactly. know that they called our name first. And I was like, exactly. oh, okay. Is, is that what. It was so. It was so white. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was so. Yeah. It was so, to me, it just felt so calculated. And, and it is that. It's Absolutely. it's a chilling effect that it that isn't very overt and robust. But they kind of mm-hmm. still have to nudge you to let you know, like, who's in charge and who is giving you this award. And it's kind of, it kind of felt like that. Like, don't think that you earned this. Like I am giving this to you because I'm nice or, or because, you know, it's mine and I don't have to give it to you, but I'm going to give it to you because I'm so nice. When in actuality, like this is ours, you know? And so, right. Like, so you didn't even have to Mr. Producer, director, whoever you are, mm-hmm. you didn't even have to even inter- interject or make a speech or grab the microphone. Mm-hmm. Oh, Moonlight, get up here. I'm serious. Get up here. Like that, bo- <laughs> it bothered me because it, it was kind of like you're taking out your aggression on them when you could have easily let Yes. You could have easily let Jimmy Kimmel or you could have let Warren Beatty or somebody on that stage that actually had authority to be on stage now that you know that you lost um, to kind of make these statements. But uh, I guess he's a hero to everybody. And then they both are on the cover of what's that magazine? So, <laughs> and and it's, it, it was so great because as soon as it got released, I was like, you know, this this justified why I was so angry in that moment because, of course, of course, they're now sharing. Well, the director and um, Barry Jenkins, both directors of the films or whatever, um, they were on the same magazine cover. And, of course, it kind of talked about you know, how much love he has for the producer who who kind of told him that, yeah, you uh, won instead of uh, La La mm-hmm. Land. Um, so, of course, it talked about, you know, his grace and other type of stuff and, you know, treating, pretty much treating Moonlight as a footnote, which I saw in many of the publications following the telecast, like, two, three days after the telecast. There were, it was very little about Moonlight's historic wins. Right. And it was more about, you know, the mess up that happened. So, I mean, I'm glad that I knew it in that moment, but it was still irritating to experience. Absolutely. Because, you know, yeah. And it kind of shows <laughs> just how problematic whiteness is and yeah. how you really have to be... How you really have to, you know... 
I guess you all call it woke in these last and evil days because if you're not you will you will miss it and you won't see what all the fuss is about you know or you'll say yeah. oh you guys are taking this too seriously or it wasn't you know nothing was but it, it, it's all these like you were talking about earlier these these microaggressive moments that um that just bother me they they bother me when they come from white people because they because it feels like you want us to thank you for what is already ours. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And then the media always gets it wrong. Um, the white media mm-hmm. gets it wrong. <laughs> and right. and exactly. their, their, their think pieces and their, oh, how gracious he was. Oh, how gracious was Adele to, oh, to, get, to offer to break in half the award to be, oh, she just gave Beyonce, <laughs> oh, blah, 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 blah. Um, uh, and it's not, I mean, I get it. And I, you know, I don't think, I don't think this director is, well, I don't think Adele is on the level of this director as far as trying to be like aggressive or, or whatever, but. Wait, okay, so let me, let me okay. stop right there. We're gonna fact check, fact check it a little bit. It wasn't the director okay. that um, kind of sort of took over the moment. It was the producer of the film. The director was somewhere in the back looking confused <laughs> and trying to exit the stage as quickly as possible. It was the producer who decided to take his producer, producer role to heart and, you know, kind of sort of control the situation. Um, yeah, but like I said, his, which is the thing, I, I don't think that he was graceful because his visibility was too much in that right. moment for me to ever call it graceful. It was too much arrogance in your moment really, to show the grace. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You, you should have decreased your visibility and lowered your tone. <laughs> it would have been different if he was like, <laughs> you know, Moonlight won. Uh, this has been a mistake, and Moonlight, please come up and accept your award and walk. Right, off. and not that, Moonlight, yeah, not nah, Moonlight. You what? Look at this exactly. car. <laughs> like, first of all, don't talk to right. me like that. Like, nigga, I don't. Who know are you like, talking to? Like, now, now let's just get this <laughs> number one, number one through ten, though, bro. Like, don't talk to me like right. that. anyway. But you know, so yeah, that's why I'm having a hard time seeing the grace part. But you know. People, well, white people automatically think that um, giving up something that wasn't theirs in the first place is an act of grace and an act of, you know, maturity. Absolutely. Like, we're giving you a place to stay. We're, we're, give, we're giving you this, this leftover food. I mean, even exactly. though you work for free all week, you slaves, you ought to be grateful. Right. That you get a nice, you, get a, exactly. you ought to be grateful that we give you a bed to sleep in. Like, how dare you? Right. How dare you want freedom? Man. Listen, but... <laughs> it kind of reminds because I'm there so... are people that are are really like, there were slave masters that were really like that. Like, how yeah. dare you? Right. After all we've done for you, yeah. like, how <laughs> how dare you want more? And how dare you think that you have a right to complain? And they have no clue, exactly. like, without black people, this would be nothing. Please. Like that's a whole. Other yeah, that's no other story. We, we won't even need to go down. <laughs> um, and you know, I'm 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 not necessarily saying that in that moment that was what um, Jordan Horowitz was the name of the producer who did the whole scene. Come on, fact checker. 
Um, I'm not saying that that was his intention, but he should also be mindful of how it did look. He should also be mindful of the optic of it. Um, it didn't come across as something that black people should be thanking you for. Um, it came across as something that you tried to take credit for. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, and it doesn't seem like he has acknowledged that. And that's also another problem because you, you see that you are being pushed as this hero unnecessarily right. and undeservedly, yet you're not saying anything to push back the attention on the attention on the true winner of the night, which was Moonlight. So, you know, right. And it seemed to me to be another ability of, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm just saying the accountability of white allies and white liberals, yeah. it kind of runs in that same vein. You are willing to um, do something nice for the quote unquote Negro, but um, you're not telling the whole truth behind it. And you're definitely, definitely not being accountable for uh, the real thing that happened or that happens. Yeah. <sighs> That's kind of exactly what I was going to talk, you know, say like you, you, you give up a little bit of your privilege, but not a lot, like not a lot to actually right. make a difference, um, but just enough yeah. so that people can say that <laughs> you made a difference. And right. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm no hater, you know, I'm, I'm glad that he right. gave, right. well, I'm glad that the Academy gave Moonlight the award. Um, <laughs> right. And, <laughs> I'm glad that he handed it over and then try to fight and <laughs> and keep it and and mm -hmm. you know show out, but that's as much as I can give him. Like I, I I don't I don't see the I don't see the savior that a lot of other people do um, about this moment because it literally should not have been about him, and right. now it is. And then you know I saw Jimmy Kimmel's interview with Mahershala after the award. It, <laughs> I don't even want to get on Kimmel again, but it, <laughs> you know, like what, like this man literally probably has not had any sleep and you really want to ask like, what did you feel in, in that moment when you find out oh, that you guys really won? Oh, oh. Right. right. And, I mean, how do you think, you know, they feel like they literally were not allowed. I was upset. And I actually cry. I'm just so emotionally. I don't know why. Pray for me. I. <laughs> oh, okay. Gotcha. It was so. I was literally emotional because I I just felt like these people were raw. These people had gotten in their in their fancy tuxedos and their fancy dresses, and they were robbed of enjoying a moment that should have been theirs. That had to kind of diverge into into like this this chaotic moment um yeah to where at the end he kind of just had to say well shout out to everybody and i mean i forget what his actual words were but it was kind of like you know right. something about dreams coming true or but to actually read his his speech afterwards mm -hmm. that he would have given you know yeah. I was like, what a what a great moment that would have made on the actual telecast, and and to just hear, you know, to just be in in our hearing instead of us having to read the words on the paper. Um, right. But I guess, but congratulations to Moon yeah. to Moonlight. Um, yes, on the three wins. Three wins. Uh, we also forgot to mention that uh, Barry and Terrell, the screen play um, writers, I guess they won. 
uh, Oscars for the work. So that was an amazing thing to watch. Um, so yeah, there are three wins. I was very excited. I loved it. I, you know, of course, we, we gushed over Moonlight <laughs> <laughs> exactly. in the last episode, but it was such an amazing film. Um, yeah. And I felt like, you know, of course, we, we gushed over Moonlight <laughs> <laughs> exactly. in the last episode, but it was such an amazing film. Um, yeah. And I felt like, I don't know, I wanted it to win, and I, I like, I really wanted it to win, and, and it actually did win. Um, mm-hmm. But then, even after the, this, this, this kerfluffle um, occurred, mm-hmm. so now we have to move from white supremacy to uh, Hotep. Um, yeah. I'm so glad you got Idiocy. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay. All um, right. You know, yeah. a lot that you've been addressing. So I am going, I, <laughs> I'm going to let you have this because I feel like you can say it in a better way than me without all the curse words that I want to use. Um, okay. So we're definitely going to get your take. Okay. But, um, but I'm, so, um, of course, following um, Moonlight's big win, we have these people. Well, we have two groups of people. We have um, one group that is saying that they won because uh, Moonlight was basically Oscar bait, quote unquote, mm-hmm. which I'm guessing is when you make a film that caters directly to the Academy. <laughs> Which is really interesting because La La Land is definitely a film directly about, you know, Hollywood. It's basically um, like blowing Hollywood. And, you know, anyway, so, but we had that group. And uh, we had the other group that is, you know, talking about, um, of course, this film would win because white people love gay black people. Uh, Do they? When there's, you know, go ahead. Again, the <laughs> that, I've seen, <laughs> that I've seen on Facebook has been like, wow, y'all, y'all are really not about liberation, number one, and you're not about the movement. Your Black Lives Matter ends at this heteronormative, uh, cisgender mm-hmm. type of situation. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it doesn't extend farther than that. So, I know y'all don't know what the hell y'all talking right. about. So, Anyway, moving on from that. Um, but yeah, that, that had this whole situation with Moonlight is, you know, is showing parts of a community that I'm guessing black people are ashamed of, this whole poor, um, this poor community in the surrounding, a queer black man. Of course, we had this whole situation with uh, toxic masculinity within our communities, as we talked about in the last podcast. Mm-hmm. But, you know... I kept seeing those messages like, of course, we were like, you know, watch the film. It's, it's obviously amazing. It won all these Oscars and it was shot on a um, on a one million dollar budget or something like that. Um, so watch the film, support the film, because, of course, you know, they they need it. Not need it, but, you know, it would be good to have a film that does really well that represents who we are in our Absolutely. blackness. 
Um, but of course, you see a lot of statuses like, no, I'm not going to watch it. I don't like what it's about. Like, pretty much judging the whole film on, I'm guessing, the scene where they saw the two black boys kissing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just it's just a whole lot of ignorance. And I, I put something on my Facebook um, timeline, which I think kind of wraps up how I feel about the whole situation. I'm like, you know, Moonlight is an amazing film that number one centers a black, um, a black gay queer man or boy. Um, and it, but that's not all that it's about. You know, it, it has other moving plot points within the film. But if this is your, you know, this is, if this is where you put the film that you don't want to see because of this body that is queer, then I, I, I feel like you don't need to watch it. I feel like you need to do a little bit more maturing before you watch the Absolutely. film. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm, and I'm thinking that I was being a little too, um, too generous in that <laughs> moment because really what I wanted to say was <laughs> like, you know, like just the ignorance and you, you're, you're so immature and you're so oppressive to these people. You think that their existence and their visibility is seen as some type of agenda and you know you're not recognizing these black people but at this in the same time you want to um be all about black lives matter mm-hmm. which is really interesting because you can't be about it if you are only halfway right in. so you know i've just been dropping little hints and been looking at different statuses and even engaging with people who have clearly different opinions than um, I do on the whole topic of black masculinity and uh, that's so dangerous. LGBTQ, you know, it, it really, it really is. But I've I've been pushing back with a lot of people just to see where they're coming from and to see if I should even entertain them or just go straight to cussing them out. Good choices. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's it's it's, it's been interesting to see the pushback on a film that these niggas ain't even watched right. but they have so much opinion about it, it just really shows the ignorance of our people and we have work that we have to do and I'm saying we because of course I'm still learning um, but I'm definitely further ahead than a lot of adults which is really really <laughs> sad but you know I'm, I'm gonna let you speak on their behalf because you are clearly a fool why would you why would you even man, say that so. why would you even want to hear from me <laughs> um man. i think that what bothers me the most is mm-hmm. um that we actually have these people on our on our timeline um which yeah. clearly shows that there's there's still a lot of work to be done you know before i even went and saw the film i saw a friend of mine, and that's, I think, what makes a lot of this hurt because, like, it's not just, like, random people that you probably would never know, you know, saying some of these things. Like, it's actually people that you may know or love or care about that have these very warped uh, views <clears throat> on masculinity and, uh, and on blackness and clearly don't believe that black lives matter you know because black lives include black queer lives and black trans lives and all like black lives can't matter until all black lives matter and if we don't adopt that then it makes us 
savages. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. we kind of sit in this in this state of privilege, similar to the All Lives Matter people, where <laughs> where we try to erase a group or try to make it not, you know. Well, I mean, I guess we all matter, but. I'm not with that gay shit or, you know, I guess we all matter, but nah, man, that's a dude. Ain't no girl. You know, it's, it's, it is sad that we don't respect all of our people because in this movement, like we're all here and it's so toxic and it's so, I saw the old, the, the degradation of the black man, the, the oh demasculization, the dehumanization of the black family, and all this okay. other just, <laughs> just pretty much, and it it just yeah. bothers me because I want to lash out a lot, but I really want to pick and choose my battles, and I'm getting older now, and so I'm. Try- <laughs> I'm trying not to engage in as many social media. Um, um, confrontations as I as I used to, but I mean, damn, like it's a it's a it's a lot. Like to like it you is, kind of just yeah. want to open their brains and be like, like, do you really think like you really think this? Way? Like, is this for real? Like, you're really not just showing out to, to to like try to get likes on your page? Like, you really right? You really are saying that? Like some. I forget what somebody said. Something about um, Moonlight was the black version of Brokeback Mountain. I, it was. Like, you <laughs> yeah, one of them, so what the hell are you talking about? Like, one. Shut, like, shut up. Read a book. Read a book. Talk to somebody else other than the people right. in your circle. Like, like these, these, we're dealing with uncultured people. Like. And, and for them to have such a strong opinion about something that they have not seen and people that they have not had more than one conversation with, it, it, it really shows how like, we, 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 look in, we really look crazy yeah. out here. It looks like we're contradicting yeah. ourselves. And you talk, you're talking about how, you know, black, gay and queer people and trans people look to white America like we look just as foolish when we don't have our own community backing up or even you know even more marginalized groups groups of people within the black and brown community we i mean like we i just we just have to do better and it it really like irritated me looking at going back to what you said as far as this people that you know um having these strong opinions about moonlight and it's like I had many of the same experiences that Sharon had in the film. Like I had to go through all these things, maneuvering through masculinity, through um, the black male's perspective mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so it's crazy to see what you would think about me if I turned out right. to be gay. But you know, of course, we throw we throw around the whole bro and the whole sis and the whole cousin you know, bullshit, like it really matters, but you're not really backing me up or you're not backing up these people who could have very well, you know, right. could have been, you know, it, it just so happens that I was born this way to like, to love women, but you know, I'm fully aware that it's not the case for everybody. And I want to be there for everybody within my community. And that the reason that you don't have that is because they like somebody of the same gender 
it's absolutely crazy to me. So it, it's 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 a lot. It's a lot to see. It's a lot to kind of break down. Um, you know, and it's just a lot of miss miss and and non education. You know, on the topics of of queerness and 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 blackness and intersectionality and how everybody functions and how we all function in this thing together. Um, I just wish, I just wish there was a lot more grace in our, in our speeches. I wish there was a lot more grace in our, in our writings and our ability to actually empathize with others in our community that we may not have the same types of things going on in our lives but like we need each other you know like we need each other to to really have each other's back um because at the end of the day we all still black you know and for you not to consider somebody your brother because they like the same sex or they're not your sister because they like the same sex or because they're trans or or because they're queer like it 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 bothers me and you know black people yeah. these these supposedly woke black people that have all these things to say um like they they have a lot of like i usually in my analysis of of people i kind of you know i don't just see what you say i kind of see who's in the comments and i want to because i want to know everybody else who thinks like you so that I can be aware of all of it because it's not just you and if you're able to post this you know I can I can look at you and say oh wow but to see a lot of these things in the comments like that is what is yeah that's what's kind of kind of disheartening because you know it goes even even deeper and there is this 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 vitriol this hatred of yeah. of people that are not like you and which is what black people have been fighting for such a long like we've been fighting for such a long time Absolutely. to not be disliked because of the color of our skin and we actually walk in such we we, we walk in a, in a type of privilege to where we can actually discriminate and and hate someone that doesn't have our same gender like how 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 is how do we do that? Um, yeah. So I think that's kind of what bothers me. And so I, 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 I didn't talk as much as you because you know you're young and you have the energy for it. Um, <laughs> but I had to bless a couple of people. But you know, I mean, yeah. But I mean, I, I don't go on these posts and you know writing these comment sections to. Well, I take that back. I do. I do go in the comment sections to see what you have to say, and if it's if it's some bullshit, then I, I want right. to check you on that. I want to, but I also want to challenge you on it as well. Like I want to have these conversations. Like, why do you think? Why do you think this certain way about you know people? Why Why are you against oppression only in a certain you know a certain circumstance? Why Why are you Why do you feel like you have so much privilege that you can oppress somebody within your own community? But who likes or who loves um, the same gender? 
So, you know, it's, it's all about having these conversations. And luckily I go to, um, the reason why I am so passionate about it is because I go to Morehouse College and- Shout out to Morehouse. These, um, absolutely shout out to Morehouse. Um, but like, yeah, every, ever since freshman year, we've had these conversations, or well, I've had these conversations with different people, with uh, gay and queer people specifically, because that's who, um, it, it's an all-male college, and the truth of the matter is, uh, some of the men what? are gay and queer. So, um, <laughs> exactly. Um, even though Morehouse was trying to get rid of them, low-key, but that's another topic. Anyway, so, listen. Um, but yeah, I've, I've always been encouraged to have these conversations with different people and get certain outlooks and insights on... Um, just on their community and how I can better um, support and protect their rights um, as a uh, straight black man. I've always been interested in that because, again, um, I knew what it felt like being bullied because people right. thought I was gay. So, of course, it's not even getting into the whole I'm, I'm gay and I'm being bullied because of it, but there were certain things I didn't, I wasn't interested in, I, I wasn't interested, interested in sports, I love to sing, I love music, and of course, and you know, well, now it may not be that way, but back then, I'm guessing, it wasn't necessarily the manly thing to, oh, no. to want to sing, um, so, you know, you know I was kind of called faggot and gay because of it, and, um, you know, it, that, that really inspired me to, you know, have a different outlook on you know, mm -hmm. LGBTQ people and really have conversations with them. And I think that's where it all starts. We need to have these honest conversations um, with uh, people of that community, but also as we, we talked about accountability with white allies, I think we also have a certain privilege as um, cisgendered and heterosexual people to check each other on our oppressive and dangerous rhetoric. I think we have an obligation to do that for our um, LGBTQ brothers and sisters. So I wanted to ask you about that. Like, how I do you, you being the son of a preacher, <laughs> you're ready to be interviewed. You being the son of a preacher, how do you yeah. reconcile you know, kind of what you've been taught in church, what you've been taught, you know, what you've been raised up to believe as far as, um, you know, what, what we've all believed or, or been raised to believe in church and, and about, you know, homosexuality being this abomination and, um, you know, hearing all these, you know, hate-filled sermons that, that, that you can find on the internet and that, you know, you can hear from the Kimberrells of the world, like, how do you kind of reconcile? Did I just call a name? I didn't mean to. How do you reconcile? You did. You did. <laughs> how do you reconcile that with how you feel? And is it is it a conflict inside of you to be kind of fighting for these people that you were taught were not? Um, living right or we're not you know these chosen people of god like how do you reconcile that and still find the compassion inside of you to fight for their causes right um so 
luckily, um, yes, my pastor was my father, and he <clears throat> he didn't really subscribe to the whole you know gay people are going to hell. He he actually I remember vividly one Sunday that he was like hell is off the table mm-hmm. for everybody. You know, then that includes um, straight and gay and trans people. People, I'm you know, luckily my pastor is very nuanced on these type of, you know, topics. So I wasn't necessarily raised with the idea that, you know, these groups of people were like bad per se, Mm -hmm. or like going to hell, Um, Mm -hmm. at least not from him. But I do have family members, of course, you have to deal with the whole, you know, you act like a little sissy, little girl, and like little faggot. And of course the whole, like all of this, all, all of this BS pretty much. Um, so yeah, that, um, that was a pretty good foundation for me, but again, my own experiences, my own lived experiences, you know, being totally different from the guys in my grade. And, you know, I kind of sort of had to transform myself to be this, um, hyper masculine being, um, and seeing that, seeing that even that wasn't good enough at times, and there were times that I would come home and, you know, cry and this whole type of situation. So early on, I learned to empathize with people who um, marginalized people because I knew how it felt. Um, of course, as you know, as I grew up, grew up, I kind of fell into this whole, you know, I'm trying to be cool thing. You know, I would say some mm-hmm. dangerous stuff as well. But again, I, I really do owe a lot to Morehouse and... Um, women, black women, and black LGBTQ people, um, because they educated me and they challenged me to um, unlearn a lot of oppressive and, you know, dangerous narratives, Um, especially if I, because around that time, that's when Trayvon Martin um, was killed, which is, I think was the summer before I went to college, maybe, I don't know. Um, but that's when Black Lives Matter kind of took off or um, that's when the thought of it happened. So they kind of, you know, challenged me, you know, if I'm going to be about this whole movement, Black Lives Matter movement, I really need to be educated um, on all aspects of it. And, you know, it starts by having these conversations with di- with the different people. And as I grew up and as I, you know, learned more, I kind of just learned to just be my own person and not really subscribe to the religious um, rhetoric of and that's hard people. So I've always been like the black sheep, but you know, I'll take pride in that. Yeah. You know, yeah, I'm it's really it's such that. a hard thing to combat, especially you know when you've been taught something totally yeah. different, and in your you mm-hmm. in your heart of hearts, you know that it's that it's not true. Um. Yeah, and you know, you you remember my whole um, <laughs> I guess you would say metamorphosis in, in saying you know that I was no longer a Christian, that I was a Jesus follower um, because I just mm-hmm. to me that there to me there's a certain part of Christianity that is so dangerous, and yeah, I I can no longer follow that part, you know, and I. It is hard for me to say that I am the standard definition of, of what society knows to be a Christian because there's just so much 
that I don't believe. And so I think it's a little and, you know, we're we're not a monolith, but I think it's I don't feel comfortable saying that I am something when I'm against like 65 to 70 <laughs> percent of what y'all teach and believe. Like, I feel yeah, I feel foolish um, saying that me and you are the same, but we have like these totally different mindsets about people and about how things should be and about who God loves and who God hates. And, and it's, Mm, it's a lot. And I think what resonated for me in moonlight was just being able to see, to see life. You know, I saw a lot of people, um, getting back to the, to the whole tips, you know, because everybody's waiting on this, everybody's waiting on this movie about African kings and queen. Oh, and we, we were, cause we were all kings and queens in Africa and I'll, every, per, all like, us, no, like us. it was, <laughs> there, I mean, there were tribes of nothing but kings and queens. Like nobody did no work. Nobody cooked, nobody cleaned, nobody uh, exactly. built nothing. Like everybody was just, we all had thrones. There was a, no, no middle class. We was, we was all, all rich niggas, niggas sitting it. on thrones and <laughs> sitting around uh, just waiting on somebody to, to uh, come and do, do something for us. And I don't think we realize how how dangerous that, how dangerously small minded that mindset is. That exactly we yeah. can't understand that we were a lot more than kings and queens because we we really have this whole king and queen king and queen monarchy this 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 high life you know that we've seen from <laughs> princess diana and queen elizabeth and all those kind of people and we really have that mindset that that to ascend to this this royal kingdom is like just the epitome of blackness and there's so much more like we were so much more and i think to just marginalize us as king and queens i think it does us a a disservice because you discount the engineers and you discount the mathematicians and you discount the doctors and you discount um just all these all these things that we were able to be and still be a, a community and a nation of people um, but saying all that to say, so we're waiting on this movie about kings and queens, and so anything else outside of that is tearing down the black family. And um, oh, I can't believe they were poor, and that's just that's just, that's just over. That's just bringing out this this whole um, stereotype of all black people people being poor. It was it was so much trash <laughs> that. I had to kind of keep strolling through, and I'm I'm usually good about using this wonderful finger of mine to just keep scrolling, scrolling because I don't want to, like if I don't want to see it, I can just go real fast. Um, but when it becomes a lot, like when you start seeing a lot of this stuff, like it makes you speak out, it makes you say, "Look, you know," and a lot of these people, you know, trying to to really tie in the point are, you know, Christian. And so I reconcile or I try to reconcile myself with my thoughts and my connection with these people and and 
how there's a level that I love you on or that I like you on, but like your perceptions of masculinity and your perceptions of of sexuality and identity and um like even misogyny and misogynoir, like it is so different <laughs> from what I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um and I think we as and like you which we we're, we're talking about earlier we have to check each other in our privilege, you know? Yeah. And usually the term privilege is, is mostly used, you know, in, 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 in blackness talking about white privilege, but there's, there's a male privilege that, that we have, that we have to use to protect, yeah. you know, women. Um, there's a straight privilege that people yeah. use to, to, to protect the LGBTQ community. There's, there's, there's some things that we can do within ourselves to kind of, kind of get each other in line. And I, I don't think that we do that because when you laugh at the joke, you kind of are facilitating it and you're kind of helping it go along. And I struggle with this. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not even saying, you know, those people versus me. Like I struggle sometimes when, when somebody makes an inappropriate joke or somebody says something misogynistic and I laugh because it's funny. And sometimes it is funny. Mm. And, but I have to check myself. <laughs> I have to check myself because I'm like, wait, like, because if I don't check this, then, or if I laugh, or if I like mm. it, then I'm actually contributing to a much bigger issue than laughing at a joke. Like, I'm contributing to a, a right. mindset and a, and a pathology. Um, that will continue on until more of us start to speak up and speak out on these types of issues. Right. Um, but yeah, I know I've talked to you to death, but I just wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to kind of pick your brain. Yeah. No, this is a great conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I've been waiting pretty much all week to like talk through these things because of course I've been posted a lot on um, Facebook and Twitter, but this is it's, this is always a great format to um, have these conversations, and of course, people get to listen. So, um, I encourage them to have these conversations with your problematic, just like we expect white people to have conversations right. about race with their redneck or their racist, let me say racist <laughs> with their racist family members. Um, it's also <laughs> expected of us to have these uh, conversations. Um, regarding yes. misogyny, um, masculinity, and sexuality with our own community, with our own families. Um, so I definitely encourage everybody listening to um, start start doing that because that's, that's the only way we're going to really be about this liberation. So, you know. I love that. That's pretty much my thoughts about the whole situation. Yeah. Um, so before we go... Um, I don't know why I like these asides and these um, <laughs> these one more one more thing um, type of conversations. Um, but I went and saw the movie Get Out, and which can be its own episode. I just want <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Just, out, just, just a, a quick take, take but it can truly be its own episode um so like 
I yeah. want to just like talk through it for a few minutes. Now, if you haven't seen it, you may want to stop the podcast right now and then come back after you see it and then press play yeah. again. Like, don't just leave. Like, come back. But I kind of wanted to. This was such a fascinating movie to me um, because I I didn't unlike Moonlight. I didn't have any expectations for Get Out. Like I thought, I thought it was gonna be like one of those. Even after the previews, like and they were, it was it was, it was a, a little dark. But I thought maybe this is gonna be like one of those wins, <laughs> you know, scary movie. Sir, type wow. productions, you know. I <laughs> oh, thought okay. it was going. I thought it was going to okay. be more comical in, um, in its relation to black and white people. Like I didn't think, I didn't think it would be as deep as it did, and I didn't think it would show white supremacy like it did. Like I thought it would, I thought it would mm. be a lot more subtle, um in its attempt to kind of get a message to us. Like, you know, those, those wins movies, like they may throw out a couple of a little shots to like, let you yeah. know, you know, we black and, you know, we think white people do this kind of stuff. Right. But it's, it's so different that this was, was not a comedy, even though I laughed, <laughs> even though it had some, some comical moments. Um, Absolutely. But yeah. there was so, like I said about Moonlight, there were, there were so many layers to this movie. And what I and I appreciate all the think pieces that came out after me because I I definitely did did not catch everything um, in the movie, but it's one that I I want to see again, um, and just to catch everybody up, the 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 premise of this movie is um, the lead character is Chris, and Chris has uh, you know a girlfriend that's white, and I don't know her name because it's not important, and then. Um, you know, she decides that they're going to go to her parents' house for the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, they get there and... I don't want to give too much away. But they get there and it is... <laughs> you know, first of all, he, he he warns her before, like, I mean, have you told your parents that I was black? Because, like, you know... But, of course, you know, Becky, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll call her Becky, um... You know, they, Becky okay. reassured, oh, oh, my parents aren't racist. Oh, they would have voted for Obama for a third term. Because <laughs> white people, listen, listen, just because you voted for Obama doesn't, doesn't make you not racist. I just, I just want to be clear on that because a lot of y'all think like, that. <laughs> and some of my best friends are black and, oh, I love Obama mm. and I love Michelle and Sasha and Malaya. Listen, and that absolutely means nothing. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so you know, she's like, you know, just come on. Of course, you're not racist, and you know, they go to the house, and and it's a lot that happens in this in this house, and 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 with these these people that you know the, the uh, parents invite over, like it. It just has this this plantation feel of um, just kind of bringing everybody together to to spectate and to to kind of like uh, what's the word analyze this 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 black man. Um, it was so fa- yeah, auction. It was so fascinating 
to me because it really just illuminated how we interact daily in white spaces Mm -hmm. and I could never I don't think I would be able if it wasn't in movie form I think it it, it would be hard for me to, to just articulate how I personally navigate white spaces every single day, whether it's my job or whether it's going to the store, whether it's going um, into into different businesses, just how you have to navigate um, these spaces and how you feel and how you have to react to um, these people and what they're saying and, 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 and how they will say anything to you. <laughs> and you know, or if you're a black woman and someone walks up to you and says, oh my God, let me let me touch your hair. Oh, And you have no yeah. clue just how for a black we girl. hate that and just how yeah. how race insensitive you are when you do stuff like that. And mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. within your mind, you don't think mm-hmm. that you're racist. You don't think that you're, you know, it's not a good and I think that's one of the problems that I have with like Jimmy Kimmel too and, and his relation to like black people. You know, it's yeah. it's this ha ha ha, you know, we're all one, so I can just make these black jokes because, you know, you know, is is it true what they say about black this men down there? Ha 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 I guess shit ain't funny. Right. Like don't do that. <laughs> like why do you do that? Why like it's yeah. it's so aggressive and it, it, it it's so it's so blatantly just just racist and they don't think that they're being racist and then you are seen as being like uptight and I felt like he felt like the whole movie he was being uptight when he actually had good reason to be uptight absolutely yeah um I have I have a lot of commentary about the film, but I don't want to take up too much time. But yeah, I, especially seeing the film because mm-hmm. I am from the suburbs. I live, lived in the suburbs for a very long time, uh, so I instantly related to how Chris was in those moments. Um, because in many in many times, I will be one of mm-hmm. two. And the second one would be would would be my sister, um, two black people in white spaces, and sometimes some of the microaggressions that would come our way would be off-putting, um, and sometimes I would mm-hmm. definitely check them, um, and then other times I'll mm-hmm. kind of brush it off. Um, but I knew exactly what was going on in that moment, and to see how it. Um, <laughs> To see how it played out or panned out, um, it kind of sort of justified every single feeling I had in those moments. So, um, but yeah, it, it, it is a brilliant movie. Um, I haven't really given my analysis on social media, so I may do that first before I talk about it mm-hmm. on here, if we do talk about it on here. but. Um, it, it, it's definitely an honest, a very honest um, film about race, about uh, this post-racial lie. Lie, lie. Um, yeah, because it's it's always been a lie. Um, but of course, you can't tell white people that because of course they know more about blackness. 
than we do. We they know more about our experience mm-hmm. than we do as black people. So you know, right. tell them shit. But anyway, um, but yeah, it, it's an amazing movie. If you have not seen it, first of all, why not? It for the church people, it's not demonic. There definitely <laughs> some suspenseful parts, but you're not gonna like. You're not gonna. Have I know spirits go 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 hop out and hop on you at the okay. theater. Listen, like, like, <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's totally okay. weird, you know, um, so, yeah, definitely go and go It's and a great movie. It, it's it's a great movie. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I'm definitely going to have to go back and watch it, because even these Easter eggs that people have, um, yeah, I totally missed it on the first viewing. I was pretty much sort of just like, I hope this black man <laughs> Of course, you know, when you have a, th- a theater full of black people, I live in Atlanta, so like it's all black people here. So I had a, a theater full of black people and it was an amazing experience. But yeah, um, I'm going to have to go back to see and catch things that I missed the first time. But it was an amazing film. film. And so, I thought the ending was amazing. Yeah. I thought the ending was amazing. Um, because mm-hmm. it shows this black man that has been victimized the entire movie. Like, I don't like yep. <laughs> the way this man has been tortured and <laughs> he has been tortured and he yeah, has yeah. Been, been hypnotized and he has been tied up and he has been Listen. fought like literally by like four people. Um, and he finally makes it he finally makes it out and there are police sirens coming towards him and he raises his hands <laughs> and puts them in the air and surrender because the white woman on the ground that has just tried to kill him says yep. help somebody help me exactly. and <laughs> This is such a that was such a pivotal part that the end was pivotal for me because it showed exactly what we have to go through here in America and the fear of not only having to fight these people and fight their racism and fight. But after that, we don't even have law enforcement on our side. And to know (laughs) like to know that even though you just had to escape out of a burning house and had crazy people trying to try to kill you and Georgina in the car with you trying to uh, (laughs) trying to make you crash like and then for you to have to get out of the car and face Becky um, <laughs> and after all of that, and you are the victim, and here come the police, and what you should be, yep. you should what should be a sigh of relief, like oh my god, help is here. <laughs> yeah, he instantly, instantly he dead. knew. Yeah, <laughs> let me put my hands police. up. Let me because <laughs> I, hands up, don't shoot because ah, <sighs> I, I yep. know how this can go down. And wasn't it brilliant? Yeah, yeah, it, it's amazing. And I think it's also fascinating that um, the producer—I mean, not producer, but the director and the writer, Jordan Peele—he is yeah. a biracial person. 
um, who is also married to a white woman. So I'm like, just to see him be so mm-hmm. accurate with mm-hmm. the black experience is, um, I'm not gonna mm-hmm. lie, it's a little bit comforting uh, because I'm like, you know, because <laughs> you, you never know. know so people, it just depends on what yeah. they were taught from their parents. So, you know, um, but to see him be so true to our experience, including um, his, because he is a black man, um, it, 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 was, it was great to see on television in that way. So I'm, it's definitely the, the film to watch um, in the coming year or so. I'm looking forward to seeing it be um, on the Oscars oh, next, yeah. uh, next year, uh, but I know that's still a ways to go. But it's an yeah, we got about fifty-one movie, weeks so for that. So uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. But listen, as soon as as soon as Moonlight won, I was like, well, time to move forward. Let's look for the next one. Uh, absolutely, I bought I bought my copy of Moonlight, and absolutely. I'm very happy with it. But we have we have to keep this whole thing going. We need more representation and more visibility um, of our stories and our people. Absolutely. We have to support black movies and and, and black filmmakers and directors. Like, they are putting like, we were just complaining a couple years ago that, you know, we weren't having these opportunities. And now they're here and now we have, it is important, it is so vital that we have to support these 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 talented writers and directors and producers because they are really they are really making quality shit like it's not some like bum ass you know why would you do that why would you why would you say there's no reason for you to to, uh, do that Uh, (laughs) there was no reason I'm sorry go black people thank you and so they are really making quality shit and not just throwing something at the wall and seeing what sticks. Like they are really making things now that they have you thinking and they have you thinking about the layers of blackness that you may have just brushed aside from yourself or you just live daily and don't even, you don't even think about it because you just, because you have to do it. Like we have to navigate white spaces. So For other people seeing this kind of movie, it's kind of like wow, and for us, it's kind of like wow too, because we never think about how we navigate. <laughs> yeah. We we've, we've just learned <laughs> this art form, and we we yeah. we have learned how to respond to um people in these spaces, and 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 just navigate our way through. So a great movie. Go out and see it. Go out and. Go out and see Moonlight, or, or get it on. I guess it's on DVD now. Yeah. Uh, wait now. Oh well, no, it's, it's, it's back, back in theater, DVD, so go see it. So. And I said DVD. I don't think yeah. people people buy DVDs yeah, now, because so um, I'm 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 old. That's what. So I, no. I thought DVD. <laughs> uh, go <laughs> go download it. <laughs> um, and yes. don't try to watch it on your Fire Stick. Like actually go and pay for it. Don't try to use your uh, <laughs> your uh, 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 listen. Jailbreak your your uh, jailbroken fire stick. Go right. go and actually watch the film. <laughs> um, you know, right? Jailbreak for the for the white people stuff. Don't jailbreak for your own. So <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I love that. Yeah. I love buy the that. black stuff. Go yes, see the black stuff. Absolutely. Um, 
Bye, yeah. bye, bye, black. bye, yeah. black. If you take anything from this yes. podcast, <laughs> bye, black. <laughs> anything. <laughs> I was just about to say that should be the bye black bye black um, <laughs> because that's what we believe and that's what, what uh, we feel. Um, so anyway, this has yeah. been episode two. <laughs> Melon and Jay. Um, episode two. Can you can can you tell all your fans because I'm, I'm just going to put this out there. People only listen because of you, and so I'm just kind of like your assistant that you kind of you know. I kind of like come in, <laughs> come in where I, where I fit in, and oh, they were like, "Oh yeah, that guy sounds so smart." And I was like, "Yeah." At first, I started out like, "Yeah, yeah, he's real smart," and then he just kept talking. Oh god, he's just brilliant. Oh my god, he's. And I was like, mm, "Okay." Uh, well, you know, I'm on that too, but that's all right because I love. I, yeah, I'm on that as well. I love my co-host, so you know, I don't. I don't oh, mind you well. getting these, these accolades <laughs> and uh, pats on the uh, back from anyway, the people. Um, anyway. So where can people find you on, on mm-hmm. your social media? Oh, okay. Um, so on, I'm guessing, Facebook. Uh, you can find me on Jamel Smith, J-A-M-E-L Smith. Also, support my... Um, my movement, my blog, or my page on um, Facebook as well is Boys Don't Cry. Um, more information on that page, but for right now, follow it. Um, and also on Twitter, you can follow me on I am Mel Smith. Um, and yeah, that's, that's pretty much where you can find me. Uh, Are you the same on uh, Instagram? With my commentary. Or do you not want people no. following you on uh, Instagram? I mean, I Don't follow him on Instagram, y'all. You can follow me. No, you can follow me on Instagram, but I mean, you ain't gonna get much from it. But um, my Instagram is Lamage L E M A J Jamel Look, Smith. Look, so this is too complicated. As well, uh, it's a lot. Is it too complicated? So, okay. <laughs> Jamel backwards. <My> anyway, <laughs> um, I'm pretty simple. You can find me at Jason McRae on Facebook, and also my my little. Oh my um, I guess it would be considered a blog page. It's uh... anyway, just look up Jason McRae and you'll be able to find me. And on uh, most of the other social media outlets, I'm at Jay McRae. See, no, nothing backwards there. Um, and I'm even on Snapchat. But look, like I don't really post on there. Like I just, I kind of even just peruse there. I'm at JB as in boy, JB McRae, because somebody stole Jay McRae before I could get it, bastard. Um, um, yeah, that happens. So, I guess so. Be quick. 